Well, Shorty's into ballet. She does it in the alley. Sells it when the kid goes all around the discos. You can see him crashing all after a fashion. Like the girls in my street evolving around. And little Petey Pants steals all the girl from showreels. Sells him for a fiver. Jezebel Godiva She burned him in the kitchen Just to stop the bitching He said the girls on my street Have all been around And I like She's got that Broken look in her eye Whoopee day She's so much More good looking than me Dublin day
lived on the west end all of your life and it shows Welcome to the Beantown Podcast. It's Quinn David Furness. We are coming to you live with a song by Mr. John Fratelli. We are getting in the mood, getting in the spirit of it all because yours truly is going to see the Fratellis live in Washington, D.C. next weekend at the 930 Club. I believe, or it's Anthem. I don't remember which one. Uh, we are in Washington right now, Speak of the Devil, coming to you live as we wrap up our uh, Beantown Podcast 2018 Spring Break Road Trip Extravaganza, uh, coming to you live here from our nation's capital. We are so grateful that you joined us today as we... Uh, finish up the road trip here it's been a fun time we've been all over the country we started in Harrisburg Pennsylvania we then went to Memphis Tennessee Um, two weeks ago we did that show down by the banks of the Mississippi which was a lot of fun we then last week were in Boston Massachusetts if you uh, happened to miss that podcast, I encourage you to go check it out. It was a lot of fun. We did it with uh, Ryan Ligon and Kristen English, co-hosts of the Car Ride Convos podcast. Always a good time hanging out with those two. And we uh, are finishing up here in Washington, D.C., coming to you live uh, it's been, uh, it's been a fun weekend. First, uh, not, not my, like, first weekend in forever when I haven't had, uh, both days off, but, um, I don't know. I feel a lot more relaxed this weekend than most weekends in the past, which is nice. It's the first weekend I've had where I'm just, uh, it's ironic that I'm saying that because I'm not at home right now uh i'm in washington but uh last you know last week i was in boston both days which was great fun to get away but you know you're still not completely in your like personal zone uh before that we were in memphis which fun memphis nashville but i was also working while i was there you know another weekend i was working and then i went to harrisburg so uh, we've been busy on the road uh it's nice to be uh, home for a little bit, he says, as he is podcasting from not his home city. But uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back later today. 
Uh, Going to get home and watch that Crosstown Classic finale, Cubs versus Sox. Always a good time. Uh, what else we got to the NASCAR race was last night. Kansas, Kevin Harvick with the victory. What else is new? Every, I feel like every single NASCAR race this season has been won by either Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, um, Martin Truex Jr., or Brad Keselowski. It's like those are the four now. I don't know what happened to Hendrick Motorsports five years ago. Those guys were on top of the world with uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Kane. Like that was it was unfair how good that team was, and now it's if Jimmy Johnson is the only kind of OG guy left. They they all retired. Uh, they dumped Casey Kane, who's just has kind of a mind blowing NASCAR career. He was like the young guy to watch, you know, seven, eight years ago. And now he doesn't win at all. He rarely cracks the top 10. Nobody talks about him. I don't even know what team he races for. So that's kind of surprising what happened to him because he was supposed to be the guy. Um, and then they have, so it's it's Jimmy Johnson and then, man, three guys that I, I can't even tell you who it is. One of them is... Um, somebody who's who's actually kind of famous in terms of the young drivers, but none of none of the you know legends from the two thousand. Those guys are all for the most part either retired or at the end of their careers, like Jimmy Johnson. Um, still one of, if not the greatest NASCAR racer of all time. But uh, yeah, didn't think we'd be talking about NASCAR on today's podcast. Uh, in the spirit of sports. So I yesterday uh, was tooling around in the morning, didn't really have much to do, had a day off, and decided I would check in knowing the Orioles were in town to see how much tickets were for a game, usually pretty cheap, but it was a weekend, so in a divisional game, so I was like, well, well, let's check it out. Um, So two things here. One, learned that they were playing a doubleheader. Game starting at 3.05 p.m., second game scheduled to start half an hour after the first one ends. And also, it was single-price admission for both games, which I, I guess probably has happened before, but that's that's not the way the Cubs usually do at Wrigley Field. It's almost always play a game, clear everybody out, gate closes, gate reopens, new tickets, that sort of thing. Camden Yards, it was just a big, long party yesterday. Once you're in, you're in for eight hours of baseball. So I go there. Uh, well, first things first, I buy a ticket online, $9. Uh, it's like $11 with all the fees and stuff. Not bad for two baseball games. I go to the grocery store. So so Camden Yards, if you don't know, if you've never been there, has an extremely liberal uh, food and beverage policy. Like so liberal, it's like if uh, – Cory Booker was the mayor of Chicago or something. And so I go to I go to uh, Eddie's on Eager, get a pack of brats, get a pack of, of buns and uh, a Gatorade, you know, one of those not like the giant ass, you know, 40 ounce things, uh, but like the not and not even the standard size. It's kind of like the bloated size. It's like the, the kid in middle school who just doesn't know when to stop eating. Uh, That's kind of what my Gatorade bottle looked like. 
I don't know what it is. It's probably like 25 ounces or something. Uh, and, boy, off track. Get those things, cook up my brats, seal them in a bag, uh, and take them into the ballpark. And it was so hot. It was like, you know, 90-ish degrees that, you know, it. sure, the, the, the brats weren't great, you know, five hours after they were cooked. But it was better than paying 10 bucks for, uh, you know, if I bought five even hot dogs at a game, that probably would have cost me... Oh, what's a dog? It came in the yard. It's probably like six bucks. So about thirty dollars. The dogs and the, or the the brats and the buns I bought all together cost like seven dollars. So we're saving like eighty percent right there. Um, and yeah, I'm okay with that. Some people are like, "Oh my god, gross! You cook those brats and you didn't eat them for like another five hours." Well, listen here, sister. You got to do what you got to do to save money. So ten dollar tickets. I paid like ten dollars total for food. I guess I bought a I bought a summer shandy. There's another eight bucks, so that's twenty eight dollars for eight hours of baseball and a full day of eating. So I'll take that. That's not not so bad. Uh, we went. Game one was quick, painless. O's one. Uh, game two, everything started fine. It was just a slower game in general. Then the rain started. If you saw my Snapchat story last night, it was hailing, crazy thunder and lightning. Got a really cool uh, video. Over M&T Bank Stadium of the Lightning, which was uh, kind of a cool visual to see. Game uh, two rain delay lasts about an hour. Finally picks back up the last, what was it, four innings of that game. Was just absolutely painful. Relief pitchers so slow. Um, the only people, the only team scoring was the Rays. Uh, O's got their nuts smashed. It was bad. Uh there was more nut cracking in that one than the dance of the sugar plum fairy. <laughs> uh, this is a seasonal joke. Um, but, uh, yeah, we finally finished up uh, shortly before 10.45 p.m., and I walked out eight hours in Camden Yards. And you know, I wasn't sitting in one spot for eight hours. I was walking around, used the bathroom a couple times, mingled with the fans, uh, as I want to do. But, uh, yeah, eight hours in the ballpark, that was a new record for me. I've gone to a couple games at Wrigley uh, that have gone into extras. I think the longest one, and this is great. This podcast's coming full circle. I recall going to a game on Mother's Day, probably what was that? Three years ago, that was their was that their World Series year? I don't remember. It was it was either two or three years ago. Game went into the thirteenth inning. It was probably about a four and a half five hour game. Uh, Javier Baez. He had a walk-off home run in the bottom of the 13th. It was awesome. It was They were wearing uh, pink helmets, I think, and he hit into the left field bleachers where all the moms with their pink T-shirts were. It was awesome. And I was, you know, I was sitting there enjoying it and thinking, damn, Mom, you, you, you made a great son. He looks good, and he goes to games by himself. And that was the other fun thing about, about that game. I was there. You know, it's a Sunday afternoon, Wrigley, nice weather, Mother's Day. It's a it's a popular time to go to the ballpark. There with all the moms, and they're getting all their love, and there I am, like a 20-year-old kid sitting there by myself. So uh, that's pretty typical of the way I operate here. But uh, that was fun, but that was the longest game I think I'd ever been to. Um, thankfully, none of these, neither of these games yesterday went to extra innings. Uh, if that second one would have gone in extra innings and it was like, you know, midnight and I was on my 
10th hour of baseball. I don't think I would have stayed till the end. I think I would have just walked, but I did. I can say I stayed for an entire doubleheader of baseball with a rain delay. Um, proud of that. It was Camden Yards. little PSA uh, for people going to Camden Yards. The, uh, the, the ushers there, mostly older, nice, retired people. Um, I say nice loosely. I was at a game, so that I didn't witness this yesterday because I was sitting way up, but I was at a game on Wednesday night, Camden, and it's one thing if you got, you know, your usher station, like, at the top of a section, top of the stairs going into a section, to, like, ask to see someone's ticket, like, that's fine, you know, if, whatever, I, I don't care, you got the right to do that. What they were doing at the ballpark on Wednesday night, they were, like, not like, they were doing random seat checks, you'd have an usher... I witnessed this. Uh, I had a great view of this. You just like go into the sections, and this isn't behind home plate. This was in the outfield, and just ask to see people's tickets who were sitting there. Not because there was like other people who had their those seats. This these ushers were just like doing it randomly. So uh, there's your PSA. If you're going to Canyon Yards um, and you want to try to get better seats, be careful because some of them are pretty judicious. Again, I don't. I don't mind if you're doing the, you know, can I see your ticket to make sure you're in the right spot thing. Um, I do kind of mind that if it's after, like, the sixth inning because what's the deal, you know? Um, especially, so these are outfield seats. Wouldn't you want uh, those seats to be filled on TV? Like, because those are the ones that get shown if there's a home run or something. I don't know. I don't quite understand the logic behind it, especially the random uh, spot checking, but anyways, um, moving on, that was my Saturday, spent eight hours at Canyon Yards, a little, uh, listener discretion is advised tag, uh, for the Beantown podcast because of two reasons. One, we will occasionally use some, uh, 18 plus language on this podcast as I have already, um, I gotta, man, I gotta make a mental note to myself. Do the do the tag at the beginning. Uh, that's number one. Number two, podcast is just objectively terrible. So we got that going for us. I was talking about this uh, last week in Boston, but I'm gonna try to hammer it home again because, you know, you read, you know, I'm reading. Okay, how do I make my podcast, you know, get bigger? You know, I want to get those sponsorship dollars. I want to become America's number one podcast, uh, just like Chili's is America's number one restaurant. Chili's, give me a, a tweet. We would love to to have, excuse me, love to have you sponsor the podcast. Um, but you know, everybody's saying, okay, you gotta you gotta know your market. You gotta have your angle. You gotta bring something specific to the table. And so I was talking about this last week in Boston. I've given this some thought, but imagine. You know, you are at your grandma's house for like a week in the summer, and there's absolutely nothing to do. It's hot as balls out. You're not interested in being outside. It's your grandma, so she's kind of just sitting there taking naps, reading books. Like, it's just, it's the worst. You know, and I, I say this from the perspective of like a 12 year old kid, you know, when I'm 24, 23, I think I am, 23. Uh, it's awesome because great. I can take naps. I can read. Uh, I can listen to music. Whatever. I can take a walk outside. Cool. Uh, but when you're half my age, it's absolute agony. Uh, and 
all they have is like this wasn't my grandparents experience because they always had full cable but if your grandparents like didn't have cable and they just had network tv you turn on you you channel surf and it's daytime right so you got like judge judy on although i watch the hell out of judge judy nowadays it's just too many commercials judge judy and like let's make a deal with wayne brady is on cbs uh maybe like days of our lives is on nbc and you're just like damn there's nothing here that i want to watch so you go to pbs and it's another episode of arthur and you're like i've seen this one so many times but I don't know. I kind of just feel good about myself when I'm watching this. That's kind of the way the Beantown podcast works. All that build up just for that. Um, you just kind of feel good about yourself when you're listening to it. You, you're not. There's nothing else that you need to be doing. You know. You might do it as you're taking a nap or doing your laundry, washing dishes. If you don't have a dishwasher like like I do. Maybe you're just sitting in your flower chair and staring at the tiger blanket. I don't know. These are all things you can do while you're listening to the Beantown podcast. But um, that's sort of our role. That's how we're going to go to the top. That's how we're going to get 1 million subscribers. Um, Thank you to all my fans who tune in every week. Can't do this without you. Um, As seen by our uh, telethon pledge drive spectacular that we did back in uh, february that was a lot of fun we'll do it again next year um if you do want to get in contact with us here at the beantown podcast we are can be emailed at beantown podcast yahoo.com that's beantown b-e-a-n-t-o-w-n podcast yahoo.com you can also tweet at us we are at beantown cast uh we are on facebook qdf presents the beantown podcast um i did this this past week so I changed my name officially, it's Facebook official, uh, to Quinn David Furness. <clears throat> if you've been following lately, you know that I have uh, been uh, more often than not going by Quinn David Furness now. Not that, you know, not that I like when I'm in a conversation with people, I want them to refer to me as Quinn David. You know, it's not like uh George Michael from Arrested Development or something like I'm still going by Quinn, but I'm I'm signing off, signing my name as Quinn David Furness. Uh, the gender confusion thing is just, it's not, I don't know. I don't want to say it's getting out of control because I really don't care that much. It's just, this is a problem that can be avoided by, by adding the David in there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're adding the D, you know, that's all I'll say about that. So, Quinn David Furness, that's happening. But you can find us a billion different ways. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We are wherever you listen to your podcast, except for Spotify. So I, I think, you know, I'm reading about, you know, how do I grow my podcast? And people are like, oh, you got to be on Spotify now. Uh, I don't really know what Spotify is. I think it's like a music sharing service. I don't know. My friend showed it to me one time. And she's like, oh, you can listen to any song on Spotify. So I'm like, okay, so it's like YouTube, but different, I guess. And I type in like five songs and none of them come up. So I don't I don't understand why Spotify is like a thing because I can't listen to my music on there. So what music am I supposed to listen to? I guess it'll be Cardi B featuring uh, Bruno Mars, Finesse. Uh, yeah, we got it going on, got it going on. It, yeah, I, that song, 
so sick of it. Thank God I only drive like once a week because it's always on the radio. That and 24 Karen Magic in the air. Hate the tone of player. Um, look out. Anyways, uh, but that Donald Glover song <coughs> from SNL last week was kind of cool. That was a fun music video. Fun, uh, he says lightly. Um, I want to give a quick plug to a new EP that was just released. I think EP, is that what it is? Album, record, LP. What's an LP? It's an LP. What's the difference between an LP and an EP? Here we go. We're going to, to Google. Um, but it is called User Air. It is by Extended Play. Um, long Play. I don't know. We still don't know. Uh, User Air, the LP, is by the rock band Sewing Needle. Uh, one of my uh, friends from growing up, high schoolish, uh, is the uh, singer in that band, and it just dropped. It is fantastic. The band is Sewing Needle. You can find them www.sewingneedle.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. I listened to it the other day. It is a great cut. Those guys put a lot of uh, hard work into that, and uh, I do plan on buying that album. Support uh, your local artists. Hard rock that really rocks. That's their tagline. I'm pretty sure that was the like a 97.5 The Eagle uh, slogan from uh, growing up in Rockford. But hey, I'm not gonna say anything. So uh, that's Sewing Needle. That's User Air. It's a great album. Go check it out. Or an LP, I guess, is what we're calling it. Uh, I'm drinking straight from the bottle today as we will hear, but it's not the normal bottle. Uh, my drinking habits have been well documented on this podcast, uh, but it is Sunday. It's the Lord's Day after all. Uh, no alcohol for me today. No, I'm drinking straight from the Coca-Cola 2-liter bottle. That's right, the big plastic jug. Here's the sound. Oh, that's a beautiful sound. Um, the reason for that is because this weekend was uh, a Jack and Coke weekend for me. And uh, now I don't. I try not to drink on Sundays, but I still got this Coke, and it's obviously not going to last. Um, so you got to kind of take care of business there. Let's get a big gulp here uh, before we move on. Mm. It's already starting to go a little bit flat. Excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah, that brings me back to high school. I used to. Uh, used to have about a two liter a day uh, for breakfast. That was junior and senior year of high school. More junior year than senior year. Junior year was <clears throat> not that I was like doing crazy stuff, but I started driving. You kind of get that, that new level of control, power, um, power. I, I don't have any power. Um, but driving, stop off at the, uh, the Highlander on the way to the college every morning. And uh, pick up a two-liter uh, off-brand soda. Used cost about sixty-five, seventy cents. Just bring a dollar bill every day. That covers uh, the price and the tax. A um, dollar breakfast every day. That's not bad. That's what we call cost-effective. Plus, that stuff lasts. You know, you you drink about half of it on your way to uh, to class in the morning, and then you can kind of work your way through it uh, mid-afternoon, at least until you get to lunch, which was always two McChickens. So, um, yeah, that's uh, if you're wondering how he became such a good athlete, there you go. It's all about what you put in. 
uh, what's that? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith beef jerky commercial. Oberto, you get in what you put out, uh, or you get out what you put in. Uh, Stephen A. Smith I was just watching <laughs> Jay Farrow's impression of him yesterday. It's great stuff. Jay Farrow, that guy needs to to come back into the spotlight because he's got better impressions than uh, just about anybody who's on SNL right now. Uh, how are we doing on time here? Twenty nine minutes. It's been. Uh, I was concerned about this podcast coming in. I wasn't quite sure. I'd prepared some stuff, but I didn't know if I was feeling it. I was concerned about the time. And here we are with uh, with Flying Colors. That <laughs> Fratelli song in the beginning took a solid chunk of time, and I, I've been hot ever since. Um, I was... Uh, I was at uh, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra on Friday night. They played Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, with uh, the, So they show the movie on the screen. They play live with the symphony, which is pretty badass, considering it's like a two-hour-plus movie, right around two hours. But uh, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, John Williams, Harrison Ford um, with a live orchestra. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. 1981, prime Spielberg. That was when he was absolutely hot. Empire Strikes Back is right around then. Raiders is right around then. E.T. is right around then. Uh, I guess Empire Strikes Back isn't Spielberg, but he might have been involved with it, and I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's just golden stuff. Him and Lucas and John Williams, those guys were on top of the world. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. If you ever have the chance uh, to to go check that out, anything. Usually you'll see Star Wars. You'll see Raiders. Um, sometimes you'll see like a Jaws or a Close Encounters or Superman. It's usually John Williams. But there's some, uh, there's some Howard Shore as well. I've seen Return of the King. Not that I saw it live, but I've, I've seen that, you know, someone's put it on. Uh, yeah, OTRs are pretty popular. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that gets done frequently. Those are kind of the, the big ones. It's usually John Williams and then occasionally somebody else. But um, Howard Shore, he's the one who did LOTR, right? We're going to have to fact check it. Let's make sure. I'm like 90% confident that he did LOTR. But uh this is where the podcast gets off the rail when I start to fact check myself. Yep, it is. Okay, we're good with that. Uh, a couple other things I want to mention here. Uh, my basketball league, we are now one and two in my rec league. Uh, I play on Tuesday nights down at the uh, elementary school. And uh, we got our asses kicked this last week. Um, the team we were playing was ridiculously good. They do not belong in the rec league level because they're just – men among boys and um they might have had tyler hansborough on their team i can't tell if it was him but uh yeah the, it was absurd uh i don't even want to say the final score because it was ugly uh we're gonna bounce back this next week though i'm feeling confident you know i haven't scored yet uh kind of playing a bench role right now but you got to do what the team needs and uh and I, I kind of the intimidator, you know, not that I like to get physical, but I like to intimidate people with my words, um, and uh, you can target their weaknesses pretty quickly. So I've been known to pick up a technical once or twice in my day. Uh, you can you can get one in our rec league, too. You're ejected, but 
it hasn't gone that far yet, but we've lost two games in a row now. If we keep skidding, uh, skidding, uh, scad, uh, if the scad keeps going, then, uh, your, your boy Q might need to uh, pick up an ejection here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, uh, wow. There are multiple things I want to say here. Uh, we're going to try to move through them as quickly as possible. I've uh, been playing uh, trivia solo here. I mentioned this. So we were doing a Facebook Live podcast preview this morning over Michael McDonald and Crepes. Um, just talking about a couple of different things, talking about the basketball league, talk about trivia. So some of my former team members are traveling for work, and so they're not available. Some of them have just decided to drop out, I don't know, without saying anything. Uh, but I'm now playing solo uh, trivia on Thursday nights. If you're interested, please let me know. Uh, most of the teams I'm playing against have like five to eight minds against my one and that is a really difficult way to try to win trivia so i'm still hanging in there been picking up second and third place mostly uh every night playing by myself but i want to get first place so if you're interested if you're free on thursday nights hit me up uh you know where to find me and uh for my old teammates uh would love to have you back i don't know what you guys are doing but Nobody responds to my text, so uh, that's the saddest part of the podcast. Um, I finished Count of Monte Cristo this week. I started reading it during the uh, uh, Bill Clinton administration, and I'm just now finishing it up. So I'll be working on a book report for uh, my second-grade literature class for that to turn in next week. But um, seriously, okay. I'm not going to go into a full-on analysis of Count of Monte Cristo because I, the themes – are actually fantastic and some amazing quotes and some things that actually really make you think. Um, very relevant story to today. Uh, but, my God, Alexander Dumas. It's like fourteen to 1,500 pages long, this book. It's so much. And I'll, I'll talk to people, and I mentioned, you know, I'm reading Conor Monte Cristo. They're like, oh, I read that in fifth grade. I loved it. Who Who has what fifth grader is able to do all this? I don't understand. Is it like a dumbed-down Sparknotes 75-page pamphlet or what? Because this book is gigantic. Holy crap. I knew it was going into it, and I was like, people love it so much, it's got to be a super quick read, like Harry Potter or something. It's not that it's not easy to read. It's It's not bad. But there are so many characters. The book itself takes place over like 25, 30 years, I think. Um, It's just a lot to keep track of. The payoff is so long. Uh, Not necessarily slow. I don't want to categorize it as slow. but I don't want to give away the story, but... uh, I don't know. It's not a book you can separate into three acts, but if I did, the third act is like 900 pages long. It's it's crazy. Or I guess the second act would be. But, man, uh, so great book. Kudos to Dumas for pulling it off, but I don't know, man. That length is killer. So that's my thoughts. Uh, the last two books I've read have been The Stand by Stephen King, which is about 1,200 pages, and The County of Monte Cristo by... Dumas, which is, you know, 1,400-some pages. 
I think I need to read a short story or something because my mind is just those are the two books I've read since like October um like what over half a year now so um yeah that's Count of Monte Cristo great book really tough to get through not because it's slow because it's so much material um I don't know how long is the Old Testament because that seems pretty close to me uh, I got a scam email, one of your classic Nigerian prince situations <clears throat> this week. Uh, I won't reveal the full conversation this week because it's still ongoing, but suffice to say, we might have some good comedy material in the future on this podcast. So he was asking for like 2,500 pounds or something, which I think is like $37. And, uh, uh, I, I won't give away the whole thing here because we'll have a better payoff in a week or so. But basically, I've kind of flipped the tables on this guy, and now I'm trying to get him to send me money. And uh, it's kind of like an Abbott and Costello routine. We're going back and forth. Uh, it's actually been a lot of fun. So somehow Nigerian princes found the Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. They're the only ones who email me. Right, we can get fake Nigerian princes to email me, but we can't even get friends, family, and fans to email me. So this podcast took a dark turn. Uh, we'll we'll do the full uh, reveal of that conversation in a week or so, whenever that is ready. Um, we have one quick new segment on the podcast that we want to try out this week. So last week we 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 tried out interview with a dog. Um, that didn't work great. And I'm also in Washington right now. There are no dogs here, so no dogs allowed. Uh, thanks, Obama. But we are doing a new segment today where you're answering the Internet's most searched questions, and each week is a different category. Um, one of our favorite uh, categories on the podcast, we're talking about Christianity. And so we are going to start right there by answering uh, the Internet's most answered, most uh Asked questions about Christianity. Let's go down the line here. We are on www.questions.org. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what's what's a question here that would be really good to to talk about? Um, what is Roman Catholicism? Great question. So, uh, if you've seen Angels and Demons, here's a spoiler alert. Uh, there, you've been warned. So, it's the second. Uh, story in the trilogy by uh, is that Dan Brown? Is that who wrote that? It's Da Vinci Code. It's Angels and Demons, and it is Inferno. Uh, and they made all three into Dan Brown. That's who it is. Uh, killing it today. Made all three into movies with Sir Tom Hanks. I don't know why I said Sir. I don't think he's been knighted by the Queen. Uh, but Angels and Demons, here's your spoiler. Ewan McGregor is the bad guy the whole time. Bum, bum, bum. One of the only roles that I'm aware of in which Ewan McGregor plays the bad guy, although Renton is sort of an anti-hero uh, in uh, Train Spotting and subsequent trains, or uh, shoot, uh, Irving, no, what's his name? Who wrote Train Spotting? That's what I want to know. Danny Boyle directed the films, um, but the writer is, I was going to say Irving Kirshner. He directed Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I don't think that he's the Scottish guy. Irvine Welsh 
those I names are tough. But we're off topic here. Ewan McGregor was the bad guy the whole time. At the end, he sets himself on fire. He's the girl on fire. Stanley Tucci. Um, man, if you think I'm high or drunk, I'm not, I promise. But whew, I can see how it would feel that way. Uh, he lights himself on fire. Self-immolation. I've always wanted to try that. Uh, not in like a troubling way. Don't don't call a mental health expert. I'm fine. But it just, you know, just to say that I did it, I guess would be cool. Kind of the same reason I went to a doubleheader at Camden Yards to watch a shitty baseball team play yesterday. Um, so there you go. That's Roman Catholicism. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, what is the history of Christianity? Boy, that's a big question. Uh, well, it all starts with uh, with Moses, and he's on uh, the Sermon on the Mount, actually, I think. And God says, here are my commandments, which I bequeath upon you. And he um, he brings them down, and the Israelites are down there, and you know they're worshiping a golden calf, which was actually my nickname on the cross-country team. But... <laughs> I didn't plan that. That was really funny. I'm proud of myself. Um, and, you know, they seal him up in the Ark of the Covenant, which was actually Noah's Ark originally. And about 3,000 years later, um, Indiana Jones actually discovers it on an archaeological dig. Uh, he's usurped by the Nazis. They bring it to a Greek island uh, close to Crete, and uh, they open it. And their faces melt, and it's reacquired by the U.S. government, and they seal it away in a warehouse in, I think, Nevada. And you see it again briefly in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for the, you know, 37 people out there who saw that movie. And uh, it's still there. So that's, uh, that's the answer to your question. What is the history of Christianity? Um, last one here before we, uh, we start to wrap it up. Why is Christianity such a bloody religion? That is a great question. Um, and I'm going to pose that question to you, the listeners. Why do you think Christianity is so bloody? Do you think it's because uh, God killed all the firstborn Egyptians? Or uh, do you think it's because he turned the Nile into blood, effectively starving uh, all the people in the Nile River Delta? Or... Uh, do you think, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think it is? Um, there's surely a better answer to this question. So for all my, uh, 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 clergy, clergy member listeners out there, uh, feel free to, to hit me up with that one because I would love to get an answer to that question. Why is Christianity so bloody? Um, that is, uh, more or less what I wanted to get through on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, listening to my rants, my rambles, uh, singing some Fratellis to close here. Uh, again, they're coming to Washington next weekend. <clears throat> They'll be singing on Saturday night. That'll be a fun show for sure. Uh, this marks the end of the Beantown Podcast Spring Break Road Trip. Uh, we've had a lot of laughs. We've had some rants. We've had some advice questions. We've played some tunes. We've been all over the country, just like Johnny Cash saying, I've been everywhere, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been everywhere. That's the only lyrics I know to that song. But uh, we're going to, yeah, 
we're going to finish it up with a song here that I just learned about 30 seconds before I started the podcast. So uh, for the three people who made it this far, uh, bear with me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be rough. Uh, and that's the way everything should go in life, you know. So let's get some Coke here. This has been Quinn David Furness, uh, Coca-Cola, mind you. We'd love to have you guys sponsor the podcast. Chili's, Coca-Cola, Jack Link's still an outstanding offer. Uh, well, we'd love to have you sponsor our podcast. So that's going to wrap it up. Here we go. Mm. Does it get flatter faster when it gets to the bottom, or is that just me? I don't know. I feel like I'm just drinking syrup at this point. Um, okay. Long podcast. Wow. Here we go. Baby doll, do you believe they'll catch you when you fall? And when morning comes, the sun is gonna shine. Your minor keys, your half-lit cigarette Cause when morning comes And God knows that you'll be mine So let me Just crazy And you know it's true Well they said you was long gone I just laughed and said alright Bring her home tonight And I heard you was graciously put on I just laughed and said goodnight Oh I guess it's alright Watch from